0: The Full Toss Podcast From Chester Boughton Hall
1: Right, it's our time again, folks. Welcome along. This is, of course, the Full Toss podcast from Chester Boughton Hall Cricket Club. My name's Jim Law, and together with Lee Dixon, we'll have a little look back at what cricket we actually had last weekend and look forward to what will hopefully be a bit of a busier weekend. We'll hear from George Metcalfe slightly different this week as Lee and I have been up and down the country. Well, I have certainly, uh, but I'll explain all of that in a second. Meantime, you're most welcome. Full Toss Podcast, Fantasy Cricket 2. What more could you want? It's Cricket's
0: Jim, But not as we know it. Jim Law and Lee Dixon. The Full Toss
1: different this week. Uh, a lot shorter. Um, hooray, I hear quite a few people cry, but uh, that's because there wasn't much cricket. And for logistical reasons, which, let's be fair, doesn't happen too often, uh, Lee and I haven't, uh, haven't been together. Uh, we haven't had a falling out or anything. I've been down in Berkshire and uh, Lee hasn't. Um, yeah, he's been he's been at work. Anyway, uh, we managed to put something together. Uh, Lee will kindly review the uh, the first eleven action from the weekend. We do have good old George, who never lets us down as well. But I'm afraid uh, in terms of the second team, uh, well, Dan Riley's got a weekend off or had a weekend off, and um, Ian Thistlewood has too. I will look forward to things as well. Uh, Jacko's gone AWOL, um, so Lee is standing in on the fantasy league as well.
0: Does that all make sense? What's on at Chester Bolton Hall?
1: So plenty of cricket this weekend at Filkins Lane. Then with the first eleven welcoming our friends from Toft. The third eleven are at home to Warrington Threes. And then on Sunday, uh, the ladies are here. The ladies' second team are at home to Nantwich. Plenty of football on the big screens as well, of course, in the tent and upstairs. Refreshments available. You don't need me to tell you that. But uh, uh, the weather looks as if it could be pretty decent so come along saturday and sunday and come along on bank holiday monday as well we've got the thunder back the northern thunder are in town t20 time for the ladies they're at home to the northern diamonds 230 start as i say 20 overs t20 everything open i think uh, restrictions a little freer from earlier in the season ticket details are available on the website please have a look sort yourself out come along for what uh, could be quite an afternoon's cricket i would think the forecast looks pretty good and um, the following week then um, the saturday the usual round of league games and then on sunday the 5th of september and that's a big day one for the diaries uh, a real big day that with the cheshire cup final between Chester Borton Hall and New Brighton which will get away get underway at 12 meantime the ladies our ladies could could win the league on that Sunday afternoon they're at home to Lee so a big double header a big day lined up and uh, we'll look forward to that one so don't forget that's Sunday September the 5th
0: match reviews and previews from Chester Borton Hall.
1: So, yep, as we know, last weekend was a little bit damp, to say the least. Now, the first 11 were due to travel to Alton Park. That was called off very early uh, on Saturday morning. Shame that. Always a great trip to go to Alton Park, of course. Second 11 with Matt Griffiths were due to uh, host Alton Park. Uh, That one was off. The fourths were off at Port Sunlight. But somehow, somehow... The mighty Thunderbirds managed to get a game in. George Metcalf's boys were at home to Irby. And here's what George had to say about it.
2: A 20-over game played in, well, pretty difficult conditions. Some more positive news from the third team this week, as we managed to pick up our first win in three weeks uh, at home against Irby uh, in what was a very much raid-affected game. Uh, massive thanks to Kelly and Tommy for getting the game on. Managed to cut us a new strip at about 12 o'clock on Saturday, which you wouldn't find at many grounds around the county. Uh, but thankfully, um, the pitch played really well. Uh, we managed to get underway um, a bit delayed, but we managed to agree a 20-over format. And upon winning the toss, we elected to bowl, um, not really knowing quite what the pitch would have in store. Uh, but fortunately, uh, it played very true. So in the first innings, Irby mustered around 110. Uh, ben Harvey picking up our only three wickets. Um, but importantly, uh, keeping runs to a premium. Um, Sarah uh, bowled especially well himself. And Dave Fisher also put in a handy five-over spell. Um, so about 110, the score to beat. Um, and in the chase, um, Chester got off to a good start with um, Luke Ramsey and Tommy Evans opening the batting. Uh, Luke falling um, first for 14. But Tommy uh, stuck around and hit some important boundaries uh, before holding out um, for 29, uh, the top score of the day. Um, after another couple of wickets, um, it found it was down to uh, Dan Pond and George Metcalf to see the team home, uh, putting on around 50 for the uh, fourth wicket, eventually, both finishing not out. Uh, Dan 24 and George on 27. Um, we finished the game with about three overs to spare. So, a comfortable victory in the end for thirds on what looked like a day where we may not have got a game in at all if it wasn't for the fantastic ground stuff. Uh, so, thanks again to them. Um, and it makes it a little bit more this interesting as we covered the last three weeks of the season. We're now in third, just um, two points behind Port Sunlight in second. And I remember, two teams get promoted. So, um, any slip up from uh, Port Sunlight in the last few games, and we'll look to capitalise and hopefully manage to sneak into the promotion spots. Cheers.
0: Match reviews
1: and previews from Chester Bourton Hall. So, as we say, the first 11 were rained off at Alton Park on Saturday, but they did have a double header weekend. Now, this uh, in the league doesn't happen very often, but with Covid causing the cancellation of a game with Didsbury a couple of weeks ago. The league gave you 28 days to rearrange that game and Chester and Didsbury have thankfully managed to do that. The sides got together at Fulkins Lane on Sunday and I'm delighted to say we have got Lee Dixon to tell us about that
0: and a wee bit more. Here he is. All right, guys, and obviously the first 11 didn't get a game in on Saturday. Um, the rain fell steadily through Friday and into Saturday morning. And the game at Alton Away, which would have been a really tasty clash between uh, third and fourth in the league, uh, was rained off very, very early. So many of the lads uh, took to the tented village at the club and enjoyed uh, some of the hospitality put on show by Eddie, Adam and the team in there. Uh, which meant, come Sunday, um, which was the COVID rearranged game in second place Didsbury, uh, the warm-up was... A little bit creative in the sense that a few of the lads were maybe still uh, drying out from the night before. But it made for a good spirit in the camp as uh, Harry had to ring the changes uh, with a couple of the lads uh, off away in Berkshire with Cheshire. So Alex Money and Luke Youngs stepped out the side, Reg Wyatt came back into the group and also the return of the injured Ollie Law from the uh, layoff with his thumb that's kept him out since his 100 in the national knockout nearly two months ago Didsby came and it looked like a very good wicket that uh, Keggy had prepared uh, and decided to have a bat uh, I think Harry probably would have done the same if I'm totally honest but um, we didn't have the opportunity to to ha- ha- make that decision uh, but the overhead conditions certainly did suit Uh, the seam bowlers, and that came to fruition very early on with uh, Rick Moore and George McCormack bowling in tandem brilliantly in the opening part of the innings. Uh, The ball started to move around an awful lot, uh, causing problems for the Didsbury uh, batsmen, who I think were expecting probably a, a typical Chester wicket, which is obviously a little bit flatter, but there was a little bit of movement off the pitch and through the air as well. Rick Moore, who obviously hasn't bowled an awful lot this year, um, took the took the new ball at the flats end and he performed extremely well, picking up four for 60. But also, not just the wickets, he also removed pretty much all their Cheshire players who played uh, for the county this year. Tim Hughes, Charlie Lowen, uh, Steve Green and the very, very important wicket of Nick Anderson. Uh, George McCormack built fantastic pressure at the other end he picked up a single wicket, but probably deserved more at that point. Uh, Didsby were reeling a little bit, and it's 67 for 6. Looked like we could bowl them out for under um 100. But they rallied a little bit. Sam Leach, their keeper, getting 38, uh, with a couple of the lower-order players uh putting in some good performances with Liam Boo 20 not out as well, as uh, Harry Kaloran picked up 3 for 18 at the end with the broom to get a couple of wickets to bowl them out for 162 Uh, in response uh, Chester didn't get off to the best of starts Um, Warren Goodwin falling cheaply for 8 which included two fours before Ollie Law after playing a fantastic shot down the ground off Steve Green got trapped playing an uncharacteristic uh, paddle sweeper I think he may put that one away for future but uh, it was great to have Ollie back out there and one of those freak guys that doesn't have to train very much and still comes out and looks a million dollars as soon as he gets back out there. Myself and Harry had to weather the storm a little bit as Liam Booth was swinging the ball uh, and Steve Green creating pressure at the other end. Um, I finally fell for 25 um, and Harry and Rick Moore who just dropped into that middle order with the reappearance of Ollie Law uh, they put on a fantastic partnership which really killed the game uh, putting on 70 for the fourth wicket, uh, Rick falling um, just before the end of play for 31, Harry Kalorant 67 off 70 a real captain's innings, 10 boundaries uh, but the game finished off in style by Jack Williams planting a six towards the canal and uh, quite a, a comfortable victory really inside 37 overs um, 163 for 4 and 25 points which actually takes the, the first 11 clear a little bit in uh, in third place now uh, 27 points clear of Alton Park and it's such a pity that we obviously had that blip in the middle of the season because with the final three games being toughed at home, Timpley away and hide at home. All sides in the bottom six were given us a real chance to have a push out of here. In other results, Nantwich were the only side that got to play on Saturday. Uh, they beat uh, Oxton in a... a ra- like Well, it should have been a rain-affected game, but uh, that man, Ollie Griffiths, getting it a, 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 looks like a bit of an om- ominous 98-not-out uh, uh, when they look to be reeling. Um, nine down for not many on the board. Um, in response, that man, Jimmy Warrington, Seven wickets, good to see the pebble uh, with a, a good wicket haul. But uh, going into the weekend, Didsbury had probably just gone favourites for the first time for the league. Uh, all of a sudden, they're rained off on Saturday and then get very few points against us on Sunday. which play on Saturday, get 25, so it really was a great weekend for them. Those two teams uh, face off this weekend, which is arguably uh, could have a massive impact on where the title goes. Um, ourselves, uh, we're playing Toft at home, Toft hovering uh, perilously above the drop zone, just 10 points ahead of Timperley Um, but they've always had a a very decent record against us at Chester Um, and I'm sure that Jimmy Lomas and his team will be fighting hard to try and scrap together some points to keep uh, that Premier League position for the following season Uh, Team news for Chester uh, this will be an unusual weekend for us because we will see none of our frontline three spinners um available uh for different reasons. So the the recall of fifty year old uh Cheshire legend Robin Fisher for this weekend is obviously something exciting for the side there and we're hoping for the uh, reemergence of Atif after a weekend off with a groin injury so we go into the game full of confidence and hopeful that another 25 points will h- help us cement that top four finishing and qualification for the national knockout next year um, further down the sides obviously it'd be uh, fantastic to see the second team get back to winning ways and I'm sure Matthew Griffiths Will be um taking uh, a a side desperate for a win away to tough tough seconds a uh, uh, flying high really doing well in the league and and literally qualified for the second eleven final of the T twenty just yesterday, so uh yeah I hope everyone. Uh, Enjoyed their week's cricket, uh, the, the bit that you managed to see, obviously the third 11 on the Saturday, the first 11 on the Sunday and with this weekend getting ever closer it means that we are only literally a week away from that Super Sunday, the fifth, the Cheshire Cup final versus New Brighton and the women's game which will see them crowned as champions if they can beat bottom-side Lee on the back pitch. The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Boughton Hall. Great
1: stuff. Thank you very much indeed, Lee. Right, Um, Fantasy League time. Jack has gone AWOL. I think his algorithms have well and truly blown up. Uh, But he will be back before the end of the season, rest assured about that. So we'll go back to Lee again, and this time we'll catch up with uh, some Fantasy League news.
0: The Fantasy League at this point in the season seems to be a bit of a procession as uh, the uh, man John Scott continues to pull away at the top of the table. Um, He's still nearly 500 points clear of Marius Mozart's team and a gap even coming to the third place team, Dan Pond. Uh, from a personal perspective, a complete disaster, as I forgot to change my team at all from the week before, so picked up about 10 points, which wasn't great. Down the bottom, there seems to be quite a few sides, including Tommy Evans's team. Uh, he must have kept himself in the side for big portions of the season to be stuck down the bottom like there. Um, and as you go through, so many familiar faces who's obviously took part this year. Some little battles in in mid-table between Jack and Nia Williams. There's just a hundred, I think there's about 160 points between them, between the Williams family members there. Um, And obviously going into these last three rounds of games, it'd be fantastic if we could maybe cause a bit of an upset. So uh, I'm sure Jim could maybe do something and maybe slip scotty the wrong teams or something just to make it a bit more interesting but at the moment it looks like the top couple look pretty set in stone Uh, if you're looking for some value over the weekend obviously with harry not around nor jack uh, surely robin fisher the uh, veteran of uh, the cheshire county league um, stepping up to the ones as the only spinner has got to be great value at 6 million but also, uh, one with Shame Sog be playing this week. Obviously, former Iris International. It's just 1.9 million. And we'll be batting in that middle order for the two. So, if you're looking for a bit of extra value, he's certainly your man. In the fourth team, they go off to Bunbury, or as Ian Thistle calls it, Funbury. Um, obviously, the home of Beth Tweddle and Rick Moore. Um, Ian Thistlewood on the back of 130 not out is he good value or is it his opening partner Joey Desmo, both around the £4 million mark The Full Toss Podcast from
1: Chester Boughton Hall and that will do us for a, a bit of a truncated version of the Full Toss podcast Many thanks to Lee Dixon, as per ever, for putting that together for us. Uh, To George Metcalf, too, who's always there. Uh, The other guys had a week off, but they'll be back next week if the forecast looks a little bit better. As we always say, if there's anybody you want to hear on the Full Toss, please let us know. If you want to be on it, please let us know. In the meantime, please enjoy your cricket at Chester or wherever this weekend, and we'll catch you next week. Many thanks, Full Toss
0: Podcast. The Full Toss Podcast from Chester Boughton Hall.